Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Good afternoon, wherever you might be. It is Taz Racing Talk. So much to get into. What a huge weekend ahead of us. Campbell Brown is in fine form as always. You can get involved. 0499 736 736. Tommy Hackett will drop in from Ladbrokes as well. Don't forget, Ladbroker this spring carnival and make every race even more exciting. Always gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Jamie Cockshart's going to jump on the line. Brennan Ryan only moments away. Gary White, when we're talking legends, when we're talking Hall of Fame, he's going to join us in around 20 minutes' time as well. Brown Dog, hello to you. Yes, great to be here for another week of uh, of Tassie talking races. And uh, the the big news, I suppose, out of the uh, the week, I've been feverishly negotiating behind the scenes cam for you and Go I on. for January the 5th January the 5th Wednesday we Devonport are we Cup done? are we locked in I think we're going to be making uh, an appearance uh, my annual appearance but you're coming yes. as a, as a special uh the special guest slash oh, security uh, I'm a bit I'm a bit nervous my uh it'll be my uh, my Devon Cup debut as well and of course um with being invited and, and having the privilege to go across to such great events comes great responsibility. Does. Like, I guess, trying to keep you away from well, the microphone. what you have. Well, <laughs> I was going to say karaoke machine, but it's not a karaoke machine if you just commandeer <laughs> the actual microphone and sing at your own leisure. So um, we'll just see how it goes. But, yeah, no, look, really looking forward to it, Brent. Absolutely psyched to get down there in early Jan. It is uh, a lot of fun in the, uh, the young members' marquee for Racing Tasmania. <laughs> Do we do we classify still? I'm well, a little nervous when it I, comes to young members. I, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm 40 now. Technically, I'm a youngish member. My membership hasn't been a great deal. It's a young member, I guess. So maybe that counts I, more so than the age. I still reckon um, the the day that I rolled into Caulfield for the Caulfield Cup a few years ago and went to a young members function and and, and Chicken Nixon was running around. <laughs> Oh, I thought, okay, um, anyone can classify as a young member these days. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he tried to sell you that membership, uh, that Melbourne that merchandise, and this was 2017. He was ahead he of his time. Oh, no, beautifully done. Can't wait for it. So much to get into. And let's start with our first very special guest, a man who, um, well, he's just on fire right now. We talk of Brennan Ryan. Let's talk some greyhounds. Brennan, hello to you. Hello, Cam. Hello, Brownie. What a, uh, it's sort of a Christmas come early for uh, for greyhound people like me. We've got the heats of the Devonport Chase coming up on Tuesday, a Group 3 feature. So we've got seven heats and some good quality there. And um, my special guest, uh, David Gill, who we'll talk to shortly, he's got Ferdinand Boy coming across. And what a dog. He's going to be uh, forced to beat, but it's um, yeah, an exciting series. Hey, Brennan, something we love about you and uh, everyone who listens to this particular show, in fact, everyone who's just involved in the greyhound world in Tasmania is what they love about you is your passion and your excitement and you can hear it in your voice and you open up there talking about how exciting it will be, not just on Tuesday night with the actual heats, but also with a a really talented dog in Fernand Boy going to be in the state as well. But 
you just never lose the passion for it. So the emotion and the passion you have leading from today into Tuesday, do you, do you love the fact that it never goes away? Each and every year when these races roll around, you still get so excited, like a like a five-year-old on Christmas Eve. It's the way sports should be. Oh, absolutely. You know, these are our three biggest races we've got. You know, we've still got classic races we run throughout the year on less lesser prize money, but these are our three big principal races. And, and you know, luckily this year I've got a runner in the heats and um, hopefully I can qualify and be a part of it. But, um, yeah, it's always exciting. Just just, just on that, mate, just quickly, how's your week been? David Gill's about to join us. Just how's the week been for you, mate? You've given us winners left, right and centre since this show started. How's the last couple of days been? Um, we had a bit of a shocking night last night on Thursday, but um, uh, we done pretty well in the gold colour final. We sort of, on Monday night at Launceston, we sort of crossed a couple of the, of the finalists through the Windburns and the um, from the and the Fay Kennel as well. But Windburn Rebel was pretty strong, a bit of an upset, but he got the job done there in the gold colour final on Monday. How's the racing been outside of um, your back pocket? Maybe not filling up as norm. Ah, uh, pretty good, pretty good. It's um. It's pretty strong. We're about to see a good crop of young pups start to come through shortly as I've been touching on uh, building up towards some of the age-restricted races we see throughout the summer. So we're going to see basically a changing of the guard. We're going to see some nice young pups come through and uh, some of the old dogs are still competing. But, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a transition coming up. All right. Well, before we get into uh, some you might like over the next couple of days, let's get to your very special guest. Take it away, Brendan, mate. Uh, you've got uh, the creme de la creme guest and today's no different. Well, yes, I'm very fortunate to have David Gill on the line and uh, David's sending across Ferdinand Boy for the Group 3 heats uh, on Tuesday. David, thanks for your time. Uh, what a ride it's been with Ferdinand Boy, three country cups. Um, he certainly turned out to be, a, you know, a fantastic dog for you and Rose. Yeah, hi, Brian. Yeah, he's been a real beauty for us, uh, but uh, mainly because he's so quick early. Uh, when he steps out, he... He really goes. He's uh, got extraordinary speed, and it's just held him in good stead for quite some time. Must give you a great thrill for you and Rose, obviously, because you've bred your own pups from uh, the Wes Demonica line. But, I mean, we go back, you know, Uphill Jill, uh, Myra Dima, who came out won the, the Melbourne Cup, and now this fellow's come along. It um, gives, must give you a tremendous thrill that he's, you know, come off your own property. Yeah, we're, we're talking about that last night, actually. Um, yeah, it is a, it is an extra buzz, certainly when you breed, as well yep. as training them and uh, rear them and and do all the good stuff. And then to see them uh, perform like they do at high levels and a couple of others were actually over at Devonport uh, years ago. My Redeemer's brothers were over there. Um, one of them made the final Emerald Rainbow and Fernando yep. Drums and they very fast styles and and Ferdinand Boy is is related to them, of course, and and he's got even more uh, a speed uh, early, yeah. and he's just such an exciting dog for us. Because every time he goes around, you just know you virtually know he's going to be in the first first two or three. Well, yeah, he certainly proves that. And um, David, as you touched on, you've come across a couple of times to contest our big races here in Tassie. Uh, um, the decision would have uh, been not a hard choice to send him across for the Devonport Chase. Um, I understand the dog will fly across shortly, and will he stay with uh, Nathan and Susan Gittis down in Hobart? Yeah, he's flying over Monday, and we believe he'll yep. travel well. 
a short trip yep. and he'll travel well. He's a very relaxed dog, uh, very mm-hmm. uh, quiet, And uh, but he, he switches on. He gets white line fever on the track. He's just a totally different dog. Yep. And, um, yeah, he'll go to Nathan and Sue, and then he will fly back because yep. there is the break. There's, it's a 10-day break, yeah, to, to the yeah, final, if, if, he make, if he makes the final. Um, yep. So it's the 10 days. So he'll fly back. And then you'll mm-hmm. go back to Nathan and, and Sue and probably stay stay yep. with them. Yeah, um, further, hopefully, the Hobart 1000, all going well in, in yeah. the Devonport Cup. But it's a big race, the Devonport Cup. And um, we've been in one final, but I'd, I'd like to win it, love to win it. And we think we've got the right dog. He's a very good yeah. one, Ben. Very fast one, Ben. Oh, yeah, he certainly proved that in the races that you've had him in. I mean, uh, you've only got to look at his three country cups successes, but uh, his win there in the Horizon, the inaugural running of the Horizon at Sale against Dr. I think it was Dr. Tucker. And, uh, I mean, he, okay. that was a, a fantastic race, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right, Brennan. That, that was the run that we thought that um, now with Devonport that we wouldn't trial him uh, yep. because we never trialed him at Sale. And uh-huh. Sale is one, a one-bend track that we you do like to trial on. If, if there is a one-bend track in Victoria, it is you do like to give them a look at Sale, but we didn't because yep. of the way things rolled out from the other cups and whatever and, and other special events. So we, when he did what he did at Sale, never been on the track, uh, he just went, you know, he went fantastic for us. And so we thought, well, Devonport's a nice, you know, 452, like, like same as our Ballarat sort of Shepparton. So yep. we just gather, we gather that he, he won't need, like the lures on the left-hand side, when the lids come up, long as the lures on the left-hand side and, and they're coming out on low, I don't think there's a real big issue. Um, but I'll, that's my opinion with, uh, with yep. you know, not always trial on the tracks. So we don't believe yep. that'll that'll be a problem for him at Devonport. Yeah, and you're happy with the draw box too? Yeah, yeah, good box. And he, mm-hmm. he's, um, he will drive hard, even if he, heaven forbid, he misses at a length or half a length. But he drives. He does drive very hard and fast, and, and he does because he doesn't want another dog in front of him to that first corner. So yep. he will go hard. Yeah, and. But, you know, he's done well out of the middle or outside as well because he, he does, when he steps, he, he goes so fast that when he's out wide, he, he crosses over and, yeah, it doesn't seem to matter. But two's a good draw. So yep. well, I'm hope, really hoping you can go good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, guys, is there anything you want to ask David before we uh, before we finish up? No, David, I was just going to say, obviously, Satch, we, we, I'm not sure much you heard of um, uh, of our little chat that we had with Brennan before you uh, before you got introduced, but the excitement around uh, Tasmania and the excitement towards Tuesday, it's contagious, isn't it? And to be involved and, and to run a really good uh, greyhound in these particular races all around the country, but in particular here in Tassie, is, is exciting, isn't it, when you, when you get that opportunity to take one over? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, because we, we normally, when we do travel, you know, fly all over, over Australia or drive to Sydney or Angle Park. But we, you, you only, we only go with dogs that we believe that have got a chance of winning the final um, and, and doesn't, of course, it doesn't work out. 
all the time. But you, we we like to go with something that's really fast. And and Devonport, we gather that Devonport Cup. I know there's some beauties have won it over the years, and and so we've got to go with a good dog, a, a real good dog, and we just can't go to make up the numbers, you know, because there's a lot of the logistics of actually uh, getting there and making sure everything's right and fussing over. But Nathan and Sue will fuss over him and, and make sure, you know, I've already spoken to them and we, we know there's some things we've got to do and get, we've got to get it right um, because uh, you just can't afford to be off your game uh, in, in these group group heats. Um, yep. So it is exciting. I'm quite anxious to see how he will go, um, you know, with the flight and and just a change of kennel for a little bit because uh, they are used to here with us. They are used to, and it's not easy. It's not easy because they're as good as you, Nathan and Sue do as good a, a job as you could get in Tasmania. But sometimes dogs, uh, wherever they go, they mightn't settle in. So, you know, there's other little factors. But we think this guy will, will be, be okay. It's a it's a it's a nod really to the depth of of Australian greyhound racing, isn't it, David? At the moment, because you're right, you just can't want to take one over and go Devonport Cup and go. Well, you know what? We've we've had some success here. You know, we've got a Hillsville and a Ballarat Cup in the back pocket, but we just can't roll on over and expect just to get the job done. But it's 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 really a nod to the depth of Australian greyhound racing, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. You know, you don't take anything for granted because there's a small margin for error uh, with the dogs. Um, and you know the, the local Tasmanian dogs are, um, they know the track uh, they know what they're doing and um, they've run some very fast times um, you know quite a number of them run very quick so um, our guy you know he's got to he's got to get it right he wouldn't want to miss the start and muck up and um, so he, he'll be one of he'll want to be at his best so, well, yeah, uh, he but he is very consistent. Well, I've got to give this guy credit, um, Ferdinand Boy. He, he he is so reliable, and he doesn't. We we never question where or mystified if he puts a bad one in. Uh, we 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 haven't been there yet with him, with wondering why he didn't put in a good one. He he's so uh, reliable for us. So we're hoping uh, everything goes right at Devonport. How are you going to? How are you going to go? Just quickly, watching from afar, are you going to be all right? It's always hard, and there's um, and I say this in the utmost respect to all the greyhound trainers and trainers right across the country when they when they send their respective animals and any code somewhere in the logistical issue we currently sit. How are you having to watch from afar? Yeah, look, it's it's funny you say that because we find we we watch we've got a nice bitch over there with Nathan and. And Sue called Rosie Posey, who's a brother, a sister yep. to Cove Lens and Hilltop Jack and them. And we watch her on the TV, and it's quite, um, yeah, it's different. You're, it's more nerve wracking, actually. You're sitting there, <laughs> and you do get more excited. So when I'm at the boxes, I, you know, you've got to, we try, I'd be quiet, and, I'm, and things might bottle up inside if you go well. But I'm generally, I'm very quiet, but we get excited when we, and we're watching them from afar, and no doubt we'll be stopping whatever we're doing and making sure we we watch the race and be very very uh, nerve wracking for us. Um, but he'll be in good hands, so it'll be up to him. And and little Rosie Posey in another heat, she it'll be exciting watching her 
Um, she's gone really well uh, since, you know, she stepped up a bit over there and stepped up to the mark. And so uh, we'll have two runners to, to, to watch out for. Be good. Yeah, you're going to be amazing, mate. Uh, good luck. Congratulations. You've got an outstanding kennel and, and one particularly good dog that is having a crack at a, a really good race on Tuesday night. Enjoy it. Uh, and enjoy it, in fact, a little more than you normally would, considering the, what you just told us where you can sit at home, hopefully, and uh, let out a lot of that passion, mate. But uh, congratulations yeah. and uh, having a real crack at it. We look forward to uh, seeing how he goes on Tuesday night. Yeah. Thanks very much, guys, for having us on. Yeah. Thanks, David. Superstar. Superstar. David Gill joins us. Before we let you go, Brennan, uh, give us a couple to look in for too. And, uh, mate, if you want to be biased and name your own, we have no dramas with that as well, mate. Fire away. What do you like in the next couple of days? Right now, we're going to go to... We'll go into the heat of the Devonport Chase. We'll go to the first heat, which is race two. I've got a dog called Blackpool Flash. He's undefeated two goes from two... In two goes there. He's run 25-34 as his PB. He's got the red box. He's coming up against a good up-and-comer called Sacred Stance. Look, my dog's going to have the experience against this runner, and he's uh, look. Blackpool Flash is a lightning beginner. He's going to really give him some something to chase early, and he'll um, he's going to be very hard to beat coming off the red. I like that. All right, uh, at SN underscore track, we always have to put stuff up. Any last ones before we let you go, mate? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll quickly just go into the um, other heat. We've got um, Eagles Nest Egg coming up in. Uh, in race five there, which is another heat of the cup. He's drawn box seven. Um, he's now in the hands of trainer Teddy Medhurst. He won a qualifying trial at Devonport the other week and uh, should be really good. Um, be interesting how he is first up since he's coming back to racing, but um, should run a good race there from the wide alley. Looking forward to it at Essen underscore track. Uh, they'll all be up as well, mate. We appreciate your time as always. We always appreciate you getting the biggest guests on as well on this particular show. So uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the weekend. And good luck to yourself on Tuesday as well. Mm. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'll be on Taz Racing TV doing the live streaming as well. So if you want to jump on through the website, tazracing.com.au, you'll see my big ugly mug oh. in front of the camera doing the uh, live streaming. And, uh, yeah, you can catch all the action there. Make sure Thank they're you, filming when Blackpool Flash hits the line, Brennan. Yes. Yeah, I certainly will. <laughs> uh, and also, Brendan, don't get caught up. And we, we love uh, Taz Racing TV, but don't get caught up on being a TV star and forget about us when you get a big beer, <laughs> oh, all right? Don't, don't worry. I look forward to seeing you when you come over in January, too. <laughs> we look forward to Mate, can you play golf? I'll give it a go. Well, that's what I mean. Not can you can you actually play golf? Are you actually any good? Because we're putrid, but we always like a couple more to, to come and make us feel a little bit better ourselves when we uh, when we five and six putts. So uh, we look forward to getting on the golf course, mate. Yeah, no worries. I'll catch up with you. Beautifully done. Brennan Ryan across it all and David Gill uh, with Ferdinand Boy on Tuesday. We'll get to a break wherever you might be. 0499 736 to get involved. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, this is Taz Racing Talk. Into Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Wherever you might be, right across Tassie, this is Taz Racing Talk. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, and you can get involved. 0499 736 736. Jamie Cockshut, not too far away. He'll join us. Brennan Ryan's given us a couple to look at in the Greyhound world, and they'll be up on our Twitter at SN underscore track. Now, I must be said, um, I uh, couldn't help but notice you're on fire Wednesday night, Brownie, again. You went hard, of course, Wednesday night. I do notice also that the promo video that gets shot out prior to the show, you're again running late for. But outside of that, it's all about <laughs> tipping winners. And you tore it apart on Wednesday. No, we had a nice night. There was a, a same race multi that lobbed in race two. The first race we're on air for at 6.50. And then he's a charmer. 
the Bill Ryan runner that uh, drifted sixes out to nines, saluted, which I had on top. We had, we had a, a pretty nice night. Yeah, my best of the night um, bolted in the risk factor in race seven. So um, Wednesday night's Launceston is my happy hunting ground. And one of my <laughs> favourite horses, Johnny Chuspa, oh. has been very good to us. And I'm glad that uh, we've got Gary White on the line, who's got a, a healthy card of runners on Sunday at Hobart. Gary, welcome to Taz Racing Talk. Oh, great to have me. It's great to be on there, guys. Thanks for having me. So uh, let's talk about uh, Johnny Chuspa because he's he's fast becoming uh, my favourite horse. I thought, um, well, back, back-to-back wins now and, and that second um, placing when um, – I, th- I went the early crow when he hit the line a little bit uh, <laughs> too. too uh, Not the first time either, it must be said. Yeah, and, and the favourite shot up uh, underneath us and, and got us. But um, that, that horse is, is really um, racing in a purple patch at the moment, isn't he? No, like he really is. And uh, when, when we, look, bearing in mind, when we first, when he first came over here, like he'd had, a, a, he had six starts prior to coming here and um, his first start bottom was a little bit sort of, yeah, you know, he was pleased with him, but he sort of Eddie uh, Hirsch, who owns the horse, he thought that uh, he'd enjoy th- sort of the chopped up conditions, but didn't seem to like it when he first uh, had his first start down here. But like as Bullen said, um, he's had a couple of different uh, surfaces now, the synthetic and that, and the electric track, and he's adjusted uh, him and he's going really well. And you know, he's got confidence, and uh, yeah, Bullen's got confidence in him, and it's uh, at the moment they've gelled well, and it's all going good. Sometimes we put horses into the category of only being uh, wet trackers, um, you know, from superstars all the way down. A lot of people thought the Very Elegant couldn't win the cup because it wasn't a soft track. Colette, um, Johnny Chusper's uh, last couple of wins have been on, on a soft deck, but do you think that he's uh, he's a bit more rounded than that? I think so. Look, I, um, uh, you know, when um, yeah, when with Galby, even on the firmer surface at home, you know, he's let down and, we we took him to uh, Devonport and yeah he got beat I think uh, neck that day up there so like you know whatever whatever surface he seems to adapt and um, and he's such an honest horse he's uh, you know there's not many champions out there but all you want is a good bread and butter horse and he is um, and uh, you know uh, as I said he and Bolland Bolland's got a great understanding of him and his likes and dislikes he's a bit of a character like he uh, he's like a, a grumpy old man at a nursing home um, <laughs> but he's uh, yeah but he's yeah, when he when he first came over, they thought he would be uh, a soft track horse. But I think this uh, this misperception that Tasmania um, raw weight trackers. I think we have the second highest mm. rainfall of any state in Australia, every capital state in Australia. But uh, uh, we just had tracks that weren't draining that well. But um, yeah, but he's um, look. I think he'll adapt to whatever surface he races on, and he's as I say, he's done that uh, in his recent racing. Yeah, it's an interesting stat that you just said. Then um, that so Johnny's one of. Five you've got on Sunday, so Johnny's in race six, number five. You've you've got a couple of two-year-olds having uh, their debuts, Highland Affair and an elusive princess. That must be always pretty exciting because you you get them as yearlings, you put a power of of work into them, the pre-trainers, and um, you get your hands on them. Um, sometimes they they get shin sore and have to be tipped out, but it's always exciting to get the two-year-olds to one of the first um, two-year-old races of the year. How, how are you expecting them to run? Exactly. Well, look, um, Highland, Highland Affair, she's probably the more um, progressive horse, more forward. She sort of knows what she's doing more so than Elusive Princess. is more tractable, but hasn't got the turn of foot that uh, 
that Island affair has. But in saying that, you know, you know, it's at race days. I've had plenty of horses in the past that I've told owners that, um, you know, don't expect too much. This horse is only doing X, Y, and Z on the track, and and then they jump three in front and make you look like an idiot. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, look, we've dodged the shins on us, and we've got some nice babies coming on at the moment, as do a lot of other trainers. And um, but Highland affair, I'd, I'd say that she's probably the more, you know, she's more like the jump and run two-year-old. Um, Bolland will be uh, riding riding her and. Uh, both he and Mehmet had a ride on them this morning, just a bit of pace work with them, and both were pleased with them. Uh, Highland Affair, you know, she can do some things wrong, as you'd expect with a baby. Uh, you know, they're not the finished product as um, as one would expect them not to be, being babies. But, um, you know, and again, you know, with the issues we've had down here with tracks, uh, they haven't had an opportunity to see the, you know, the right course often enough. And, um you know, and that's an, always another negative. But in saying that, you know, babies will adjust and uh, they seem to accept a fair bit of what uh, is put forward to them. Another uh, first starter is a three-year-old filly this time in, in the uh, race number two after race one is Heaven's Miracle. A um, li- little bit later to the races, how's, uh, how's she been? Uh, trialled up really, really well. Are you expecting a forward showing? I am, yeah. Look, hence the name. I mean, she... Uh, she, when she was uh, not long after she was born, she her um, intestines uh, uh, went through the, the chest uh, cavity, and uh, oh. she had to have an operation. <laughs> it's amazing what they, uh, you know, what she sort of had to endure, and uh, to be where she's at the moment. She's a magnificent-looking uh, filly, lots of lots of uh, talent, and uh, at some stage, I'm sure she'll be looking the winner. Jeez, so take us back to to that operation, because I can imagine that. Um, that was obviously life-threatening, and um, the last thing you were thinking about was one day getting her to the track uh, with everything that she had to go through. Oh, look, there was no chance when it originally happened, uh, we all thought, and, um, you know, they sent us through the video of the operation. It was just horrific, and uh, do you think you got all these intestines, um, you know, that shot through into, you know, through the chest cavity, and, you know, for that, uh, these guys are just... Uh, you know, these these surgeons are just incredible what they can do, and um, to see her now, and yeah, you, know, you can't even see a scar. You oh. know, it's just amazing. It's amazing what she's endured, and and she's such a get up and go type of horse. And Bullock really loves her. She's very strong, and um, you know, uh, we've been sort of lucky with a few a few horses out of that mare, and um, and it's uh, yeah, but, you know, they've all had little issues, but uh, again, the mare's been a fantastic brood mare, and this one shows that she's got. Uh, similar ability so you know again we all know that horses especially the ones we all back we all know they can do something wrong and um they don't as i said we don't get enough chance to see the the, the grass because the early track's sort of uh, still um consolidating and um you know you go there with not the same preparation as you would normally like your horses to have Gary, before we let you go, and always appreciate your time, you and Brownie do have something in common <laughs> because you both won a, uh, a three-year-old Magic Millions, Guineas. I think it was 09 for yeah. you, Gaz, and, and, and Brownie won it in 2014. I just I just want to make sure the similarities end there because <laughs> Brownie ended up getting arrested that night <laughs> celebrating the win. I'm assuming, uh, Gaz, you didn't go down a similar path? No, but I'd probably dodge a couple of balls. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I, uh, but, but I... I uh, we go back a bit further that Brownie and I with his father because when they come down here when they won the derby and um, I still remember Mal saying to me that uh, Cam always said to him 
Dad, can you show me a photo photo of you with actually the football in your hand? <laughs> yeah, he's always clobbing someone, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I never. I saw a vision of uh, Trevor Keogh getting belted against Carlton and the Windy Hill brawl and um, microphones getting ripped up as a South Fremantle coach, but I never actually saw Mel take a mark or kick a goal. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a great. Uh, the magic minutes was amazing. It was amazing when you go up there with a lot of hoping. I mean, you had your bones, you know, in her knees, and you know, you don't go up there expecting to win, obviously. And uh, for her to do what she did, and uh, and then was meant to get a lot of rain, which was going to really enhance her chances. And because the rain never came, and uh, I was walking around like a bear with a sore head and upset everybody around me. And uh, then Darren Gouchy, um, you know, pulled out a pearl and. You know, the horse gave her guts, and uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing bus, amazing thrill. And I had my son there, you know, uh, he was just sort of proud that we had a horse in the race, and, and to go and win it was just amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliantly done. And uh, you're a legend, mate. We appreciate you jumping on the line, having a chat to us. And uh, good yeah. luck for the weekend, uh, the debutants in particular, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys. All Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. I'll be keeping my eye on Heaven's Miracle, too. I, I yes. love backstories around horses, and obviously mm-hmm. that's why. They've named the horse Heaven's Miracle because he's lucky to even be alive. So um, trialed well and um, if can produce anything what we've seen uh, in the trials come race day, um, could be winning race two. Can't wait for it. Looking forward to what's going to be a wonderful day on Sunday at Hobart. Quick break. News time. Tom Hackett on the other side. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Right around Australia, wherever you might be, it's Taz Racing Talk. And, uh, Brownie, it must be said, we're in a uh, weird world in which we currently sit. I can't get your camera to work, so we can't see each other, and I'm sitting at home. And yes. And one... yes. did you hear during that news break, flash what flooding happened? expected right around oh, no. the country. We are mid-November, so sort of back end of, of spring, heading toward two weeks out from summer. It is absolutely pouring here. The races at Ballina and Gatton abandoned today due to weather conditions. What's going on in this world? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. It was maybe the tantrum that I threw because, of course, as you know, uh, I, I guaranteed Quaddy's left, right and centre over the carnival and I went one out incentivised and he ran second and got the other three legs on yep. Cup Day and Kira McAvoy went the wrong. Correct. He zigged rather than zagged in the last. So since then I've been in a crazy mood and to be fair, Mother Nature and I have been having conversations and this, I believe, is the end of it. And and I, um, oh, I'm probably due to renew it, but first six months of SEN track, yes. I gave my um, brown dogs 10... Mm-hmm. rules of racing, and one yeah. of them clearly stated, don't <laughs> yes. go one out in quaddies. Yeah, you at I least know. need to throw a second or third number in there well, just in case. Yeah, I know. Well, I've proven you incorrect on many occasions. <laughs> I got beaten by a 10-time Group 1 winning superstar. That's what hurt me. And Kira McAvoy is one of the best jocks in the world, and I still went wrong. And I'll tell you who agrees with me, Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes, who joins us right now. He'll, Tommy, you go one out in quaddies, don't you? Yeah, I think there's uh, plenty of opportunities where going one out in quaddies is the way to go. I normally like to find at least one leg where I really do hammer in on one or two, go one or two out, and then I can give me gives myself a bit more uh, bit more flexibility to uh, go a bit wider later in the card. But I think quaddies there, there's many different ways you can you can do them and many different ways to make them work. So uh, I, I I wish I'd got more than I do, but uh, it's always uh, it's a it's a great wagering option. I think they're they're a lot of fun. Hey, all thanks to Ladbrokes, mate. What do you uh, what do you got for us? 
Yeah, well, we're looking forward to the Goodwood at Hobart on Sunday. We don't have markets available yet with Lago. It should be available this afternoon, but it's a really interesting race as the summer racing carnival in Tassie really starts to heat up. Derouge back in action after its uh, good win last start. Didn't didn't fire when it was sent to, to Melbourne uh, at Ludbroke Park stand down there, but returned a winning form at Tassie last start. So it'll be uh, it'll be right in the market here in the Goodwood. And an interesting thing with Derouge is it's 12 wins from 20 starts. This record in Tasmania is outstanding, but Hobart's probably the one track where she hasn't necessarily performed at her best. Only one win from her four starts at Hobart, while her record at Monset is exceptional. So interesting to see how she fares. Take the sit returns for the races for Bill Ryan. It, this is a step up in class for her, but she's thrown together three straight wins to uh, finish off her last campaign, and she does have a good record at, at uh, in Hobart. Uh, Allegon has been a, a first-up winner. It's now scored five wins from eight race starts, five five wins from six starts at Hobart. So it's a really high-quality addition of the Goodwood on a Sunday, and I think it'll prove to be a pretty strong form reference heading towards some of the other bigger races during the Tasmanian Summer Racing Carnival. Before we let you go, Tommy, uh, Brownie's been able to seal us a deal. We'll be there for Devonport Cup January 5 on a Wednesday. Uh, Ladbrokes and the association with Tasmanian Racing means that uh, there's an opportunity for you to make the junket. You coming down? <laughs> I've been... Uh, the Devonport Cup is the one junket I haven't done in Tassie. So I've done the Hobart Cup. I've done the Launceston Cup. I haven't done Devonport Cup. And I'm, I'm probably long odds to get there this year <laughs> considering... Uh, uh, we're having a child December 15th, so it's probably a bit too quick a turnaround, but I'll, I'll ask the missus, I'll say, the boys from SBN Tracks that I have to come, so uh, yep. uh, I'll yep. see I'll see what I can do. So <laughs> well, fingers I'll... crossed, pencil me in, but uh, yeah, probably pretty long odds to get there this year, unfortunately, but it's, no. it's a great day's racing. Uh, we know Froggy Newitt is the king of the Devonport Cup, and uh, there will be a Ludbrokes presence there, even if it's not me. I'll give you a little heads up. If you're needing some advice on how to go on a junket not long after a birth, you're speaking to the right man, and I don't speak myself. <laughs> uh, Campbell Brown's been extraordinary at it over the years. Tommy, thank you. Thanks, boys. <laughs> Ladbroken. This hey, works spring... work, mate. I just go where work is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you Ladbroken. can conjure some work in a state or overseas, so be it. Make every race this spring even more exciting. Gamble responsibly break Jamie Cockshut and Troy McDonald next. <laughs> Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Certainly are, right, as we get into a big Friday afternoon, a huge weekend of racing right around the great state of Tasmania. Jamie Cockshart joins us to talk some harness racing. Hello, Jamie. There you go, lads. Yeah, we're going doing well. Re- we're doing well, mate. But i tell you what, we've had a... Uh, We've had a jam-packed show. So what we're going to do with uh, with Jamie today, Brownie, I'm sure you're aware and for the listeners, Jamie's going to rejoin us a little later in the show or uh, well, in the afternoon in between our two and five trackside show to, to give us his tips because he's been able to get a very big guest. Troy McDonald joins us as well. So we're running out of time, but Jamie will join us later on in the afternoon to give his tips for a big weekend at Devonport and Hobart. But Troy joins us. Troy, hello to you. How are we going, guys? You're doing really well, mate. Before we let Jamie loose on you, mate, congratulations. Having a really nice season. Yeah, thanks for that. Going pretty well. Um, plenty of opportunities, yeah. Very good. Uh, mate, it's 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 a lot going on. It's a big, big weekend. But I'll leave I'll leave you, Jamie, as you fire away because it's, it's a tough tough meeting at Devonport, but Troy's got some really, right, really nice drives. Yeah, no, it is a tough meeting at Hobart and I'll Devonport on Sunday night. But we'll start off with Troy. As you know, Troy's having a great season. He's sitting second on the driver's Tally four behind um, Connor Crook, and I'm sure they're going to have a great battle in the run of the line. 
season ended at the end of December. But we'll start off at Devonport Troy. You know, there's probably four drives that you know that have got chances, and they start in race one. One of the lads, there is Torvin. When he's good, he's really, really good, and he seems to go a lot better than when you jump in the gig, mate. Yeah, he's an honest horse. He tries his best all the time, and um, Sunday night he's got a nice little trailing draw there, and I'm sure he'll be if given his best, and he'll, he'll go close in that sort of field. Um, there is a horse that's improved greatly this time in, but he's always had a bit of ability, Seahawk. I got back him a few times last time in, but I haven't been smart enough this time to jump on board. But he's been very impressive in his two wins. He was suited last week when um, there's a solid speed up front. You settled behind the leader and you got out and dashed away and went easy. He's drawn the top of the track at Devonport. He won there two starts back, but he's going well enough to overcome that, that wide draw. Yeah, definitely. He sort of jumped out of the ground his last couple. Um, I drove him there about a month ago, and he was he ran a third. He was pretty unlucky. and uh, Sort of wasn't expecting much last time at Devonport and a bit stronger field, and he had no luck, but he still got over the top of him. And then even better field last week, he, he got a good trip, and, and he, but he won really well. and A uh, bad draw on Sunday night, but the way he's going, you, you can't count him out for sure. He's got to be a chance there. And then we head across to the following race, Star Rocker. Um, he's been on the injury sidelines, but he has got a fair bit of ability, and he does come up with a good draw in, in a race that's not that overly strong, so he has to be a chance. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's had two trials back and trialled pretty well, both of them. Um, yeah, if he was drawn one, I'd be super confident. Uh, drawn two, he's probably got to get across to to win. Um He'll be doing his best too, and oh, he'll run an honest, honest race even if he doesn't. But yeah, first up, I expect him to run well still. And we'll round out your 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 other better drive. He's Rani Erie. Um, drawn inside the second line, which is a pretty good draw for him to be honest, because he's a handy sit sprinter, and he did win well at Devonport a few runs ago. Um, you just need to weave a bit of magic, you know, from the 600 metre mark, and I'm sure he's going to be right there in the finish at, at good odds. Yeah, for sure, that's his go drawn there. And as you said last time, he got a bit of luck and, and got over the top of him. It's just the same situation here. If he gets any luck, he'll be finishing strong and, yeah, right in that race. So, how much of a how much of a killer instinct have you got in your mate to, to knock Connor off of the, the driver's title, you know, over the next, you know, seven to eight weeks before the season ends up? Ah, it's sort of just a race by race thing. I want to win every race I'm in. And, if you win every race, you'll be winning. But um, nah, it's, it's kind of got a good lead, and it'll be a good battle to the end. I'd like to be in front though at the moment. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I must say I do love that choice. I just want to win every race I'm in, and if I win every race I'm in, I'll be winning. I, I do, I do like, I do like that theory because uh, traditionally it will probably work out. <laughs> That's it. Uh, beautifully done. We are we are a little uh, caught for time, Troy, but we do appreciate your time, and we'll get you back on uh, Taz Racing Talk sometime in the near future, mate. Good luck for the weekend. Thanks, Troy. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Mate. Appreciate it. Troy McDonald, he's only four behind, Connor, so uh, mm. when he says Connor's in front, it's not exactly a, a huge lead, but uh, he is driving particularly well. Now, Jamie, we are short of time, but you're going to join us a little later in the afternoon to give us all your plays in a big weekend. No worries then, lads. Take care, mate. Speak to you Beautifully soon. Beautifully done. Jamie Cockshot will join us later on between 2 and 5 for our Friday track. So I have to take us through Devonport.
which is uh, today, and then Hobart on Sunday. You can get involved wherever you might be, 0499 736 736. Before we get out of here, Matt Reed's going to join us. JK, is Matt ready to go? Beautifully done. Matt, good afternoon to you. Afternoon, lads. How are you going? Doing really well. Apologies for that. It's a uh, it's a weird time we live. Brownie's in the studio. I'm at home. JK's in another studio. You're in Tasmania. But the good thing is you can give us some winners and what is a really nice card on Sunday at Hobart. What are you liking? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good little seven-race program. Soft track, I reckon, we'll be looking at. A um, bit of rain around Tassie, which just seems to be never-ending. But I think we'll probably be in the, the five to six range. The Hobart track does drain really well. Um, best bets from me, bearing in mind that uh, we haven't got any markets to work with. Pretty keen. I heard Tommy Hackett earlier. He touched on the Goodwood. It's a really good race, this one. Uh, the state's premier sprint, the new markets, on the 1st of December. It's worth 125 grand. The Goodwood on Sunday affords ballot-free entry. I'm keen on and beyond, which is number six there, trained by Tanya Hansen. Had a couple of really good trials leading into this. It's unbeaten in Tassie. Uh, perfect six for six, I believe. Uh, it's rated about 81. I think they'll be keen to, to win the Goodwood uh, to make sure they can get a start in the new market. Um, the small caveat there is if it runs, it is dual nominated with Launceston on Wednesday night. So I think Tony Hansen's just going to keep an eye on the weather. If the track's not too bad, I think she'll come down to Hobart where I think the horse will be winning. And the other one I like is in the last race, which is the Toppy Travelling Gigolo. Uh, he closed well over a mile last start and did so up the, up the part of the track that most riders avoided. That wasn't last Wednesday in, in Lonnie. It was the week before. Uh, up to 2,100 metres third up suits, and, and he looks the progressive horse in a field of, of mostly one batters that have been around this mark for a long time. So a couple I'm keen on in Hobart on Sunday, race five and beyond, and race seven, travelling gigolo. It's like he's gelded travelling gigolo. Yeah, well, exactly. He's, he's well named, isn't he? But, uh, hopefully, he's just uh, hopefully he's just too good on Brown, uh, on Sunday, Brownie. I heard you talking up the win of He's a Charmer on Wednesday night as well. Uh, I spoke to you boys on on Wednesday. Yeah. And I tipped up Queen's the word. He led for fourteen hundred and ten meters of a fourteen hundred and twenty meter race, and you just picked my pocket on the post. <laughs> yeah, I certainly did. But it was a it was a nice night of racing uh, at Lonnie, wasn't it? Wednesday night. Yeah, absolutely. It was really good. Probably worth keeping in mind that as far as reviewing that meeting, Rails in Run was definitely the place to be, which probably adds merit to the win of He's a Charmer because it was one of few for the night that came off the fence. Um, you would have seen a, a lot of horses sort of skirting up the rail. With It was in the nine position, so that wasn't um, too unsurprising. And we've got a cracking card there on Wednesday night, uh, in particular the three-year-old race. Uh, Turk Warrior is definitely going there, but there's a potentially a host of contenders such as Queenborough Flyer, Alpine Wolf and, and other good horses. Um, and they're all on the way to the three-year-old cup, which is on the same night as the new market. So that program in Launceston on the 1st of December, it's the first of the summer, but it, it shapes to potentially be one of the best for the whole season. There was a horse that was running in the last uh, for uh, the second time, Anacreon. We get, uh, my notes have put a line through it, never to back again. It's gone down as a short price favourite on um, both occasions, mate. What, what was your take on that? 
Uh, look, I think you're right, Brownie. He arrived in the state winning one from 45, yeah. and it, it yeah. picked up a one. another one soon after. They've got their money. They're, they're happy now. <laughs> so I think uh, if you got the money on that Macrion, you, then you're off and gone. I wouldn't be following up. Thanks, Matty. Matt, great advice. Thank you. Thank you, Brownie. This has been Taz Racing Talk.